0: go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host Molly McCartney, and today our theme is being awkwardly strong, utilizing your awkwardness um, not only to find success, to listen to your inner self, but also to just be who you are in the world. Sometimes that awkwardness is simply the fears in the back of our heads, um, you know, telling us that we need to cling to the comfort zone and not put ourselves out there. But um, my guest today, Jessica Bear, who is an author of biographical fiction, and has some spe- um, some really interesting experiences in her life that she's overcome um she's going to share a lot about that today so um welcome to the show jessica how are you
1: so great thank you so much for having me i'm excited to be here
0: yeah good you're welcome so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself as an author the kind of biographical fiction you write and we'll we'll just start from there
1: so the fun thing is is i actually started my author journey as a nonfiction writer Mm -hmm. um which also kind of came from a lot of personal background. At 17, I started making these weird noises. I thought they were hiccups at first, but by the time I turned, I think I was 24, they were definitely not hiccups. Um, And I was diagnosed at 24 with Tourette syndrome. Um, And it was still my senior year of college. I was a little slow going through that process. But I did a senior research paper on Tourette's syndrome and how it affects communication. Just because it was new, I wanted to learn more about it, um, and it fit in with my major. But with that, I wrote that paper. um, I got a lot of support and great feedback from my professors who said, you really need to expand this um, into a book or publish it somehow. Uh, So I did expand it into my first book called Awkwardly Strong, Um, I then published Tragically Strong, Fearfully Strong, and a book called Hard-Earned Lessons Learned, a guide on what I wish I'd known when self-publishing, and was starting to build a business around that. I was starting to do a little bit of book coaching. I was helping other people write their books, Um, but I noticed that I wasn't writing, and that was very much what I felt called to do. Uh, So I had to cut back on that, and I'm now switching to biographical fiction, I take uh, real people and what I can find about their lives, whose stories have kind of been lost to history. And and I fill in those gaps to bring their story back to, to show how relevant these people really are.
0: I love that. I love that. And as I was sharing before the show, that's one of my personal favorite kinds of, whether it's magical realism or biographical fiction, kind of adding that element of Extra to the story that may have been, or that's more realistic. Um, I always think that's really interesting. And you mentioned that you you use your intuition to tune into these these people that you know. I would say characters, but they're real people that lived. And there's a certain amount of historical information you can find on them. But as you do that, you use your own inner senses to kind of bring that story together. Can you share a little bit about that process?
1: Yeah, um, it's a it's a relatively new process. So I, I don't know how deep I can really get into this process, um, but I, I lost my brother in 2019 and it was in losing him and in that grief. Um, I remember the very first time I heard him, um, I was getting ready to pack and go back home after the funeral and being with my family for a month and I was trying to get dressed and I couldn't find a belt. Um, and so my mom said, well, here, here's one of Travis's you can take his belt. And I just heard him. Why the hell is everyone taking all of my stuff?
0: (laughs) I would say that too,
1: sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, well, it's your own fault, you dumbass. Um, Anyways, we started having this little conversation and that was probably the first time that I really felt like I was hearing whispers of, of something beyond my own intuition, But that was also about the time where I was kind of starting to make this switch into wanting to write more fiction um, and and write about this character. Um, The first book I'm writing is actually coming out in August, um, August twenty second on her birthday, her two hundred and twenty third birthday. Awesome. Uh, But you know, every once in a while, I'll just have these ideas that don't necessarily logically make sense. Uh, The character's name is Ernestine. And I kept calling her M and everyone kept calling her M. But the more that I studied, the more I realized that French actually often did use the second name and her middle name is Emily.
0: Mm. Um, hmm.
1: So it, it it did kind of actually fit into what I was doing. Um, almost kind of naturally, there have been times where I would kind of stop and I'm like, well, would this have really happened? And I kind of get this nudge, like, yeah, yeah, that, that's the direction you should go. Or no, actually, maybe you should write it like this. I don't, it's, it's kind of hard to explain because it is such a, a feeling process with the occasional hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, it's, but it's been a fascinating process and such a fun journey to, to write this all out as it's almost playing out for me in real time.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what you're talking about is, you know, clear cognizance is that or clear sentience is the clear feeling. And then Mm -hmm. that hearing is that clear audience that can pop in and a lot of times. So so as a fellow writer and an artist, you know, I do intuitive uh, coaching and spiritual uh, development work with people kind of that's my full time thing. But I'm, you know, at my heart, a writer and artist. So I understand that process um, and those out there who do similar things will understand it really requires us to let go that that intellectual mind has to kind of like leave the room or at least sit in the corner a little bit. While mm-hmm. we channel in this stuff that's coming through us, I think that the mm-hmm. most powerful works are those things that seem like they come out of nowhere. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but your best paragraphs or your best chapters is like, whoa, I got that done in two hours. But if you're sitting there <laughs> and struggling and fighting against the words, it may be like, okay, I'm not really letting this flow. So I love that right. how you describe that. And it's good to know if, if you're feeling, hearing, seeing, like, where do you get that information? I think that's a really good point to make.
1: Yeah. I think something else that's super helpful is, is kind of allowing myself to be led. Um, I, I get very detail-oriented, you know, part of the Tourette syndrome, a little bit of OCD in there as well. And I have to, like, get very specific details. Well, you know, she's, she's got these jerky movements she's thrashing about. You know, what would a doctor back then have prescribed? Um, and in that research, I found that they often gave them a mix of alcohol and opium called laudanum which another fun fact about Tourette's syndrome, we tend to get very addicted and hyper-focused on things. And I'm like halfway through the story, I realized, oh my gosh, this woman's an addict. Mm, and that's going to morphine, became, but yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. That, that was, that actually wasn't until later because she was really enough in the 1800s. So, mm. um, mm. morphine was later, but the laudanum, which opium is highly addictive. Alcohol yeah. can be highly addictive. And and I had already had the story like half written before I realized, oh, this gets to have undertones of addiction. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but but just kind of allowing myself to be led in the various research to get aspects of her story.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that a lot. It's it's a really beautiful, um, uh, process and just kind of overlaying all of it, using all of the thought processes, not only intellectual, mm. but also that intuitive uh, space. So yeah, people, you got to check out that book. That sounds interesting. It's coming out in August or is this something you're writing now?
1: I am currently writing it, but uh, we're, we're in the revision stage and I've already started looking at cover design. It's coming out August 22nd. She's she's pretty adamant about that coming out this year on her birthday. I was going to wait until next oh, love year it. just so I had more time. And she's like, no. <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> I love it. I
0: love it. What a cool job you get to. And who who yeah. knows who's next in line? They're like, you know, there's this lady named Jessica Bear, and she writes our stories. She fills in the gaps. Let's go. Let's go talk to her. There's You're a the line.
1: There's yeah,
0: a line. <laughs> I bet there is. I love that. That's so cool. And have you done much uh, intuitive or mediumship development in the past, or is this just kind of coming to you now?
1: This is definitely something that's that's newer in and in a recent development, like I said, in 2019, after losing my brother, this being the first book that I've kind of written with these experiences, uh, but knowing that this is absolutely a direction that I'm supposed to go.
0: And that's, you know, yes, you did share that. And that's just a point for the listeners. Also, it pops up, you know, you never know when. You know, and there I mean I meet people all the time that really wish they had these strong gifts coming through, or they do have little little wisps or little different kinds of things, or they feel in their bodies, but they don't see. And the gifts are different. They they appear yeah. when they are supposed to in our lives for all kinds of reasons, all kinds of soul contracts and karmic stuff coming through. And and you know, especially when your calling is activated, that's when it starts to those gifts are given, and, and spirits like, What are you gonna do with those gifts? How are you gonna mm-hmm. how are you gonna shepherd these in the world? and 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 make the world a better place with them and help spirit as well sometimes we're just serving the spirit world and helping mm-hmm. them heal so yeah very cool very cool so you mentioned on a personal level um you know your own experience with Tourette's has been a journey for you um and it sounds like this is also quite healing for that to write this woman's story uh but what other kind of so. ways have your has your spiritual awareness helped you on that journey
1: um, I feel like there's just so much of my journey where I've just kind of been led to this point. The fact that I did develop Tourette syndrome at a later age as well. Like I said, I started making noises at 17. I was diagnosed at 24. Whereas it's commonly considered a childhood disease because average age of onset is between four and six. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that later onset and thinking for the first, you know, good, three, four years that I just had a chronic case of hiccups or something. And it was a natural, normal bodily function, as opposed to children who are told stop being so disruptive, stop being such a bad kid. I had a completely different mindset, uh, which in turn is a lot like this woman. You know, she, she did start at a young age. um, Maybe think that she probably started around seven years old, but um, because it wasn't an official diagnosis, it was just something that was a natural Thing for her and she didn't hide herself like there's so much that shows that she was still out in society she was attending plays she would attend church yelling shut up father or you know (laughs) staying all of these in she had the swearing form of Tourette's as a noble woman in the 1800s She didn't hide herself like that was so inappropriate back then and mm-hmm. I mean she cussed out Napoleon's nephew who was like the next ruler in line after Napoleon like wow. she she just inspired me and there's so many people when they're diagnosed as children that just hide you mm-hmm. know so I feel kind of uniquely qualified to write her story in that aspect I feel like I was led to that point because I've published four books. I know how to put out a quality product. She wanted to make sure her book was good. So she gave me some experience before she's like, okay, ready, go. Um <laughs> I, I hope this is answering your question. I feel like I got off on a couple of different tangents, but a no, lot of it. Just, absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. We love to go keep it natural on here. You know, when us women get together, we like to flow in all kinds of tangents and, and everyone right. will keep up. So <laughs> I'm not worried about that Good. at all. Well, well, awesome. So, so now I want to ask you a little bit more about your current life and how your intuition is not only guiding you to, towards some successes but also you know how you're feeling a little challenged so you mentioned that your most recent success in listening to your intuition for yourself is kind of cutting back and no longer chasing success so that's interesting, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not chasing success. Right. Therefore I feel succe- more successful and I know exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about. So can you fill in that a little bit more for the, for the listeners, how that can be a win <laughs> of yeah. cutting back and <laughs> letting go of what's not happening right now?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if you're, if you're forcing things in the wrong direction, you're not going to see success. I mean, I published four nonfiction novels And just based on the industry and what I was hearing from various business people and coaches was that, you know, coaching was kind of the next logical step. I should be a book coach. I should help other people write their books. I should be helping other people to, you know, um, all of these things. But the more that I got into coaching, the less I was actually writing, which was super frustrating for me. I was just feel like I was constantly hitting a wall. I wasn't getting the clients that I needed to sustain myself. I wasn't having success technically because I was going the wrong direction. Um, so sometimes you just have to feel like you run into a wall before you're just like, you know what, done. Um, that was again, also about the time that I, uh, losing. So I've not only lost one brother, I've actually lost two brothers and a half sister. Mm. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of Death and a lot of experiences that remind me that life is short. And it, I think it was probably about 2020 or 2021 where I actually I think it was COVID when COVID hit. Um, I was still struggling with the loss of my brother and I just kind of had to drop everything. You know, I left this full time job that I was at because I just physically could not. Anything. I mean, my mom and I, one day we were trying to make dinner and we end up just like cutting ourselves with the knife because you just you can't even do the simple, basic tasks yeah. when you're in that kind of state of grief. Mm-hmm. And um, having done that multiple times, it reminds me that you know what? Sometimes you just need to stop and reset. And so I kind of did that with business. I, I stopped um, and I ended up Kind of figuring out what was best for me. For me, what I need is I need a part-time job because I need to be out around people. Um, I, I love customer service, not something you hear often, but I, it's better when it's part-time. I've done full-time customer service. It's rough, <laughs> but part-time customer service is awesome. And someone um, needs I, to love it. It's an important yeah, job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It needs to happen. I work part-time at a family dollar um, as a cashier. You know what? And I love it. But it also it gives me some time constraints so that I don't just, you know, have all the time in the world to do absolutely nothing because then I'm not productive at all. So with with the time constraints, being around people, being able to share what I'm doing, being able to hear their stories that can inspire me, um, it it still gives me time where I can be bored where because that's when creativity flows. Like you need that space in order to build something. Um, for a while, I considered myself a creativity coach. I'd never considered myself a creative um, until I started realizing that, hey, even creating a nonfiction book, you know, it's not your typical creative endeavor, but I did create something where, that did not exist before. Um, and so I, I recognized the need that I have to to be bored and to to play, you know, that makes it just so much more fun. So now I have a balance of Still having some income that's steady and dependable, but still being able to write and do what I think is fun and still have the time to build financially uh, a business that will, you know, possibly eventually take over full time. Who knows? Maybe I just want to stay at family dollar the rest of my life. You know, (laughs) it's one day Um, at a time
0: one day at a time. You've touched on a really cool uh, topic. And when it comes to living life intuitively, a couple of things you just said there, um, I want to point out that, you know, when we are going in a direction that is not in alignment with our highest self or with our source guidance, we will feel that wall. Like yeah. it's just gonna happen, and and maybe some who live more in the logical mindset and uh, the persistence mindset will say, "Well, just keep going, keep going, keep making it work, keep making it work." But if you're looking for more of a fully present, joyful experience in life, more than the result, um, we have to listen to that that little nudge mm-hmm. that says you're going in the wrong direction. This isn't a yes for you, and and listening to that yes is super important. And as an artist and a creative, I was just talking to a client about this just yesterday. She was like, you know, I'm building my, you know, mindfulness uh, coaching practice. And uh, all I want to do is is quit my current job and find a new one that will support me financially so I can do that. But then I want to go play and make art and go hiking in the woods. And I, I really just don't want any responsibility. And I told her the, the same thing as something uh, that you just said, that sometimes you have to take that time to kind of find the the silence, find the quietude and maybe it's a little bit of boredom to then you know inspire yourself mm-hmm. into that creativity. And to me it is just like wiping the slate clean to see what comes and uh, it sounds like your process is extremely intuitive so I think that's a good reminder for people out there and sometimes on our path we do need to take part-time jobs. I know I've done mm-hmm. it in the past it's like, well, I'm not really sure I'm not getting that direction right now. So let me go just take care of that little financial thing. So it's not constantly on my mind. And then you feel empowered to then do your work more, more, more strongly with more focus. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think there is definitely a balance um, with the pushing forward, pushing forward, pushing forward that, you know, sometimes with the intuitive side, we're like, oh, we can't do that. But I published my first book in 2016. Here it is 2023, and and I still haven't seen the the financial success. I'm still pushing forward. Um, there does have to be kind of that balance. Of, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, absolutely. Yo. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's. I think it's
0: more prioritizing seeing where your strength lies. So if mm. the strength is more in the intuition, then using that that push and that structure, like for my client mm-hmm. the other day, I said, you know, spend three to four hours playing and then three to four hours working, and you can do that in any order you want, but make sure you create that structure for yourself and assignment, and then show up yes. for it. Um, because yeah, if we have no structure, then it is just like, woo, we'll just live in the woods, right? We'll be forest <laughs> witch witches in the woods and not do anything, but you know, sweep our uh, sweep our hut and make potions and um, make art, and I'm sure many of us. Would love to do that. But we do live in the world and we do have things mm-hmm. to do here. So that's a really great point. <laughs> there is yeah. value in that logical structure. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Especially for someone with like, so Tourette syndrome is technically on the autism spectrum, um, which with a lot of side effects, uh, also called comorbids, but I don't like the word morbid because they're not. Um, but often co-diagnoses are OCD and ADHD. So like mm-hmm. if I have all the free time in the world, I don't, I don't do anything. I actually did try being a full-time author at one point because I was doing well enough But I'm like, ah, I don't have to have a job. I'm out, you know, cause that's the goal, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing done. I'm like, this is actually kind of awful. I need that part-time job unless I have someone like, Hey, I like, it, maybe I'll be a full-time author if I can hire an assistant to like, kind of keep me semi <laughs> I need a herder. Someone heard yes herd,
0: <laughs> <laughs> heard me. Yes, I understand that very much. I think <laughs> yes. And that's you know, that is a point for maybe later on or anybody out there struggling with that. I know recently I hired an assistant that's been helping me because I have to show up for her. So it helps me show up for for mm-hmm. my work as well. So there is something about involving other people in that yes. to help to help with that structure, especially if we're creative, and we just like to go with La La Land. I say, La La Land's my actual favorite place, but I've got work to do here, so I can't be there all the time. Um, yeah. So I totally get it. Well, you also mentioned um, that in kind of cutting back and and doing what you've done, and I can see the smile on your face, I feel the yes in your energy, you're doing the right thing for yourself. But there is some struggles sometimes uh, sacrificing the signs of success with your with your author business. So can you tell us um, how you struggle sometimes with relying on your intuition to let you know you're going in the right direction at this point?
1: It's hard because so many of the signs that we equate with success are going to be the financial end of things. But you know what? That intuitive book has not come out yet. Um I I've, I've been doing this for probably the past year. Um, and I don't have the financial signs of success. You know, I, I haven't even with my previous books, I haven't made any kind of bestseller list, you know. So, you know, I'm I'm still just kind of this itty bitty indie author. I'm not a successful author because I haven't sold hundreds of thousands of copies. I haven't made the money, you know, people don't necessarily know my name. Um But really in the grand scheme of things, how important really is that, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, as long as I'm, I need to define sex success, my own way. And my success is living life on my own terms. Um, being in a part-time job that I enjoy because I know that I need that. And I do enjoy it. Um, knowing that I have time for my husband and my family, uh, that I have the flexibility to drop everything and go home when I need to. That's one of my favorite things about my part-time job. I just spent a month down with my family outside of Las Vegas going from, you know, a high of negative three temperatures to 70 degree temperatures. I live in Wyoming. My family's from Las Vegas. It's where I grew up. Um, We spent a month down there just so I could like thaw and be with my family after the holidays. And, you know, my husband had some work down there. you know, being able to just like, mm, I'm done, let's go. Um, being able to shift course and not be so set in any one particular way. Uh, I've always felt a close connection with water. I need to be able to flow. Uh, fun fact, that's, that's the creative aspect. There's a reason why all of our best ideas come in the shower or why we're sitting by a large body of water. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love the it. Water yeah. is associated with ideas and they're literally pouring over you. Um, lots of symbolism with water. And and I need that flow. Um, So I need to have that flexibility. Like that's a huge determiner of my success is how able am I to drop everything if I need to. I
0: love that. I love that. And as far as the days when you doubt, does that come up for you very much when you're just Ah. like, I'm not really sure about all this. Like you're you're very self-assured right now, but what about those days where it's like, oh maybe
1: mm. So it's funny that you say that because today has actually been a real struggle for me. <laughs> mm, you're <laughs> so not alone. I, right. <laughs> so so, so I'm share. a writer. <laughs> I'm a writer. The problem is, is I'm also a reader. So I'm currently reading Light Lark by Alex Astor. Phenomenal book. Love it. So good. I was sitting there reading it last night just because I had some downtime and I wanted to read. And all of a sudden I'm just hit with my book is trash. Mm. It's still editing. I know not to compare to a finished product, but that doesn't mean I'm not feeling that right now. (laughs) Um, Like I have all of these, like, it's okay. My book still has a lot of work that needs to be done. We're in the editing process. Yes, it's trash now, but it's not going to stay that way. And I think that's something that's key is for those like days where you're like, what am I doing? This is trash. Why did I give up everything to go this direction? It's not going to stay that way. You know, we are capable, talented human beings with all of these source given, you know, knowledge and talents. And we can figure out even in failure, we can figure out how to make it better, um, once upon a time, I was an elementary school librarian, super fun job. Um, but in working on these shelves, I found this children's book and it was called The Book About Nothing. And it was so cute. Oh, I wish I could remember the author, but find the book about nothing. It's adorable. Um, but in this book, he's like, how do you write a book about nothing? Let me tell you, because even nothing is something. If you eat all the cookies in a cookie jar... That jar has nothing in it, which is something like that jar is chock full of nothing. (laughs) Um, and, And that was kind of where the creative aspect of, you know, you have to sometimes destroy a building in order to make it a park, make a cottage instead, maybe use it at, you know, you have so much more capability when there's nothing, when there's empty space that is so key for creatives and poor intuitives, you need that space so that you can then determine what goes there. I love that. I love that. Well, for
0: four days like this, when when the the struggle comes up, Um, I did draw a few cards for you, if you don't mind me sharing that with you in the audience. Please, I need that right now. (laughs) I'm happy to help, happy to help. So you're definitely being guided by your higher self. And right now the vision of the big picture is a little bit flipped on its head. And so I, I do feel like the things that you're talking about, this taking space, this really great awareness you have of the importance of that. It's like, yes, that's there. And also the doubt comes in, which I would say is, probably um what I would call your instinct to stay safe comes in and says, mm-hmm. oh maybe this isn't the best. And this fear of being seen and and that's where it's gonna go first. Like, oh, this book is trash, you know, therefore your work isn't valuable, this and that, like stop, hide it away.
1: Yes, hide <laughs> it,
0: stop working on it. So that's like that's what'll help us feel safe, right? So that's the right. kind of challenge that happens on days like this.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so you're definitely coming out of a time of Um, really, you you know, eliminating your disempowering relationship patterns to give away too much of yourself. Um, And I feel like you're really good at speaking your truth, kind of private to yourself or to people you're safe with, but you're coming out of a time where you weren't quite safe to do that. Does that make sense? Mm,
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you're moving into a time of definitely getting um, comfortable with uncertainty and working on any of those past patterns of not feeling valuable, of not feeling worthy, um, because you do have a mission here and and you're being put on pause in some ways to really acknowledge that. And I do feel like this mediumship thing is very much, it, it's a real thing for you. You are hearing the spirits of these characters from the past and it is going to be this journey um that you're working for spirit and some some people with spiritual gifts you know a lot of us we do serve humans you know so we'll we'll say we'll give you a reading we'll do some healing work for you and we're working with the spirit world to serve that humanity Now I'm also a medium, so when I'm working mediumship, I'm serving the spirit because spirit has Mm -hmm. messages to give and I've got to be, that's all I'm doing is being the messenger. So Mm -hmm. for you, you're similar to like a psychopomp, like someone who would help people move on to the other side or someone who's giving a voice to the dead or someone who helps solve crimes. You know, it's like we're more working for the spirit world primarily and what a beautiful gift that is. And as a writer awesome way to use that. So I feel like more owning that is going to help you. And just letting your freak flag fly about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you know? can we pause for just a second? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So all of these random noises that have just popped up, that's part of my Tourette syndrome, right? Can't control those, they mm-hmm. show up. Um, and it just kind of made me remember, I think I've kind of forgotten about this, because I've I've shifted and grown so much in this mediumship. Uh, But there was a point in time where Paula, I call my Tourette's Paula, uh, was kind of my built-in lie detector. And like, it it is connected to my emotions and it gave voice to emotions to someone who didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was so used to constantly hiding myself, doing what I was supposed to. I'm I'm an oldest child, you know, in a a community where there was a lot expected of me. And so I just kind of did what I was supposed to do for so long. And this was kind of the first deviant of, well, that's not supposed to happen. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And it started to give me a lot of that voice. And so when she starts popping up like that, like I kind of like, oh yeah, nailed it. Oh, <laughs> so, is
0: that a nailed it sound? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. That's a nailed it sound.
0: <laughs> yeah. I got the nailed it sound. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and the um, spirit bumps will happen with a lot of people sometimes with myself as well. So that's your kind of spirit bump of, yep, that's it. Yeah. That's the truth. Thank you for sharing that very much. I appreciate that. (laughs) I know I get going and sometimes I don't stop enough. So thank you for stopping me. But Mm -hmm. yeah, just toward the end here, all I'm seeing is um, there is these kind of ghosts from the past or fears from the past that are um, that I, I feel like a part of you may be afraid it's going to override your personal power um you know too long or or to a point where it's not not returnable but that's just not true i feel that it feels like a big deal to you in those moments because it's so important that you do listen to that that higher not only your higher power but your inner power to speak your truth and be more visible in the world and that's going to be very healing for your for your child self um it's divine timing it's all about divine timing and sharing what you know at this point. So. You're, you're doing it, you're trusting like, okay, this is kind of a rest period. And that's all right, there are going to be times where you're pushed forward a little bit more. But when you're working for spirit, as you know, it's going to be on their timeline it's not you know I certainly try to follow human timelines and this work that I do business wise and it's like I every day I'm reminded spirits my boss Uh, do I have my sign back there no it's over here I have a sign that says spirit is my boss (laughs) so I I want to give that to you so that you don't get in the fear you just know you'll get your assignments when you need to and then opportunities will come to help spread this work into the world if anything, just continue to listen to that inner self and don't give energy to things that aren't feeding your purpose or giving back to you. So if there's anything that you pay attention to out there that is draining, like you mentioned, um, you know, people told you to be a coach and you're like, I don't really want to be a coach like, or any other kind of marketing guidance you're, ge- you're being given, um, just continue to listen to that because when it's a true yes, the direction that you're supposed to go, it's going to feel so good and you won't have that shiny object syndrome anymore.
1: And I think that's a big part of it uh, because there has been kind of um, in order to get the book edited in, you know, M's timetable, because it has to be done by August 22nd. I'm like already looking at, OK, well, how do I market and promote the book? I'm looking at like doing a Kickstarter so that I can get some like advanced funds and pre-sell some of these books um, and and trying to look at other ways to market and promote. And I think that sometimes I forget that. Ernest, this is Ernestine's baby, not mine. Mm -hmm. In a way, Mm -hmm. Um, she's in charge of the marketing. Like it's going to be very organic, and there's a lot of times where I have to like step back and, you know, I I don't have to do all of this work. My my work, like you said, my boss is is going to tell me, "Okay, this is what you need to be working on. This is what you should be writing." Yes, because that's where my talents and abilities lie. I have some knowledge and experience in the marketing side of things as well, and that's going to be helpful. But they're going to give me what I need and they're going to, you know, touch other people, even that's if they it. don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. That's
0: it. Yeah. It's about like you, you, you may not be meeting the right people to help you in this quest right now. But that's even that that kind of soul contract will come in. Boom, boom, boom. Or, you know, she'll be whispering in someone else's ear that then connects them because you randomly show up at the same meeting or the same place maybe they're in your town who knows you know maybe online and you end up going oh yeah you know what this does fall in alignment with my journey but Mm -hmm. i don't have to like switch over here to make this plan work for me to get it done faster i think that's the biggest trip up intuitives will see is that or not intuitives but either spiritual um professionals or creatives we see the big vision of where we're going, and there's an urgency, a spiritual urgency to get there. So we're like, "Well, let's go, let's do that. That'll help us go fa- faster." But it doesn't work <laughs> for us.
1: <laughs> it may work for Which other people. This is a problem for me because I am so <laughs> impatient. I
0: know <laughs> that's the spiritual work—the um, oh, like the trust, the oneness, the being present. You know, that's the right. work. So I totally get it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well cool it's been makes fun of me all the time for that I yeah
0: you know. <laughs> well,
1: oh yeah <laughs> cooking like be done already you, um,
0: if I want to learn anything on a video I'm like just get to the point just I don't want to watch five hours I want to get right to the point <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but we have to be patient to absorb right. it all for the cooking to happen so thank you so much for being here today this has been a wonderful conversation Jessica It's been fun. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. So if people
1: want to learn more about your work and who you are, where can they find you online? So I mentioned Paula being kind of that, uh, you know, voice of my Tourette's. Um, I I used her as a pen name slash publishing company. So everything is under her name, which is Paula Jean Ferry, F-E-R-R-I. So I have PaulaJeanFerry.com or all of my social media handles are just squeaks.
0: Just squeaks. So, I love yep. it. And on I love those squeaks on
1: Instagram. Yeah, they're fun. They're lovely. They're so yeah, great. they're sweet. I love it.
0: <laughs> well, cool. Well, thank you so much um, again. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number 1. Grab your copy of my Empower Your Life Workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. 2. If you're a woman with a well-established business or career, and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. 3. Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, Book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.